Hello guys, um, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you're wondering why you're not seeing Emmanuel here today. Well, uh, I'm taking Emmanuel's, well, I'm not taking his role, <laughs> but I'm taking his role for today. So um, I'll be filling his shoes and you know, they are actually really big shoes, literally. <laughs> not because he has big legs, like I have really small legs. So um, today, uh, we also have someone new joining us, um, but as usual, we have um, Tingbozirim, introduce yourself, please. I already said your name. Uh, so why, why can I not introduce myself after you've said my name? All right. Um, let me allow the other person to introduce themselves. Hi. Hi. My name is Samuel. <laughs> uh, what else am I supposed to say? Anything. Oh, Any- my role. Where do you live? State of origin. What's Interesting. My address. <laughs> my <Yes>. ATM pin. <laughs> General okay. type. Yeah, my name is Samuel. Um, I do marketing stuffs okay. here at TechPoint. Are you um, glad to be here? Are you happy to yeah, be here? Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I've always observed from behind the scenes, so it's nice to be in front. Yes, it's it's also nice to be, you know, to be where um, Emmanuel usually sits, but uh, <laughs> I'm realizing how difficult the job is. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not as easy as, you know, um, the big ups to Emmanuel. It makes it, looks very, it makes it look very easy. But yeah, so even though Emmanuel is not yesterday, you know, we'll try and, you know, keep keep things alive and as interesting as they usually are. So like we usually do, we are talking about, you know, tech stories from all around Africa and sometimes those outside Africa, but somehow affect us. For example, Threads, right? Um, Threads is the new platform by Meta that's supposed to rival Twitter. They had a very big launch, I think. Just five hours after the launch, they had like 30 million signups. Um, and then after five days, they had over 100 million signups. I mean, that was really huge. Yeah, but um, I think the momentum has slowed because we recently heard that um, daily active users have dropped by, I think, 20, 20%. When was the last time you opened your Threads <laughs> app, Samuel? Uh, it's been days. <laughs> it's been days. And even... <clears throat> This this week, I don't think I've opened this more than three times. Interesting. Yeah. Jim Gazer. I think that'll be Friday when we're discussing it at Fruit Friday. Mad, 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 mad. So, but you open Twitter every day? Okay. I think almost every day. Yes. Almost every day. Mad. So, so what was, was the, what's the issue? I think, I think the thing was just, you know, it blew up because people were like, oh, let's see what's in this new, and then I think uh, there was something about, I think I wrote an article recently about um, the whole thing. And I think Meta took advantage of the situation, like what was going on at that point. People were kind of like mad at Elon Musk for some reason, you know, the limiting how many posts you can see in a day. Um, so many other things that people were mad about. And do you really think, you know, threads can, you know, take users away from Twitter. Is that something you think can happen? Based on how you use threads, how you use both, both threads and Twitter. Can they take something away from, take users away from Twitter? So, by the way, we had this discussion on Friday, which mm. Friday. And personally, I don't use a lot of social media um, platforms. So, except you're giving me something entirely different. I don't use a lot. So, for example, I probably opened my first Twitter account around maybe 2012, 2013. Wow. 
It's a long time ago. But I did not actively use start using Twitter until 2019. I opened in 2019. I started using actively in I think 2021. So, so spent like 10 years when I barely ever used like mm. maybe two times in a month. Just go check. So some people say it's a learning curve, but I've discovered that I personally can't handle more than one social media platform properly. Mm. So even Instagram. So I have an Instagram account that I barely use. Maybe there are some people that I know that's the place they post a lot, so I just go there, I check. So except there are maybe similar cases where there's a reason why I'm going to threads. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not following you on... Okay, so for some people, if you really want to follow them, you have to go to Facebook. Twitter is not it for them. So if that's the case, possibly. But taking me away from Twitter now yeah. will be really hard. I mean, same here. I, I like I like the Twitter bands, even though it gives me a headache. You know, the violence, everything. Sometimes you just be on there for some time. And just it's already familiar. So yeah, exactly. So it's it's it will take thread some time to and they are not just competing with Twitter, they are competing with everybody because you need for people to actually stay on your platform mm. you need to like I mean you are driving them from TikTok TikTok that like gets an average of I mean keeps people for like one hour right so well I am I'm wishing Meta all the best wishing Zuckerberg all the best and yeah so let's let's go to what we have to talk about today um the first is you know, we are talking about um, Zuckerberg's rival, Elon Musk. Yes, he has taken Starlink to Kenya. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, who, who, who got Starlink first in Africa? I think it was Nigeria. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Nigeria got it. I mean, it's not a competition, but... <laughs> it is in a way. We need every win we can take right now. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, but um, now Starlink is in Kenya. But the interesting thing about the story is, you know, at, at this time when Starlink is now in Kenya, it's actually now as competition in Kenya, right? Safaricom is also launching something similar. And then it's launching it, interestingly, it's not launching it in conjunction with um, Starlink's rival, like direct competitor in the US. Um, the name is one second. Like I said, Emmanuel's work is at AST Space Mobile. Exactly. Thank you very much. All right. So the thing with this um AST is they're actually doing something remarkably different from what Starlink is doing. So re- the normal thing with Starlink is that um when you buy Starlink, you get all the gear the router, everything, and then you connect. So you can only use Starlink when you're at home, right? But what AST is doing is they found a way for mobile phones to use satellite internet. So you stay connected via mobile, and they're actually the first company to do this, right? So... It's it's big competition. I mean that's that's basically because if you look at if you look at Africa's um history when it comes to internet connection, right? Um it didn't really get that deep until mobile phones came in. Right? Um the times when we had to use dial up connection. I don't know if you people 
are young, <laughs> so you don't know that love connection. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was the way internet connection worked before. It's, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> computers, right? But <laughs> in Africa, we didn't see that much penetration onto mobile phones also started connecting to internet. So I think Starlink has, has, has their work cut out for them in Kenya, right? Because, I mean, if I can do um, Starlink, normal Starlink, I can now connect to my phone, which is basically what EST is doing. Th- that is a total game changer. What do you guys think? You think Starlink can survive EST? It's something as innovative. How are they, how are they doing? How, how is EST doing in the US? Very good question. Very good question. And I, I will reiterate, right? I will reiterate how difficult Emmanuel's job is. You know that was you don't know. <laughs> but really, if yeah. the, if it it would depend on how mm. much um, progress they've made. I well, mean, there's a Elon Musk hype, but maybe there's a reason why we don't hear them a lot. Mm. But really, if if ASC isn't doing like remarkably well in the US, where mm. There are more smartphones, and uh, like there's there are more smartphones basically. If it's not doing very well there, then I'm not holding out hope that it would be much of a game changer in Kenya. So yes, Kenya has like really good smartphone or mobile phone penetration, but uh, I mean, it's not like they're just competing. Does the average African care about satellite internet? We don't. What we well, want is well. Uh, um, do we do okay. There, yes, it is right. Satellite internet has a lot of potential in Africa, mm. ex- especially for places where they are not connected yet. They can be connected easily, but uh, the argument now is how those people who don't have that connectivity. The 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 thing is they don't they can't afford. Starlink, right? so, but Starlink has the potential to connect them, right? Because those places where MTN, Airtel, Glow can reach, Starlink can be there. Right? But then those people can't afford Starlink. That's the so it's basically a is it chicken and egg situation that they call it. Um, they need Starlink, mm-hmm. but they can't afford it. But I think I think so, I've been seeing a couple of um, tweets maybe from people who it's already in available. Like Starlink is already available in Kenya. Right? Mm. Um, I think from some people who have already gotten to use it, um, use it, and it's very similar to what happened, like in the early days when it launched in Nigeria, and obviously p- the people who could afford it will rush to get yeah. it, thinking it would replace the MTN and the likes, and then all the reviews that were coming back were that okay, it's mm, mm. your regular network may actually even perform better, and like you said, um, it is more beneficial to in regions where the where there's no connectivity. Exactly where there's no connectivity, but then you now have this problem where these people they can't can't afford, afford those services. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 uh, that's a very interesting thing that you brought up. I I remember when Starlink first got to um, Nigeria, and you know we saw the reviews where people were saying, yeah, it's fast, you know, things like that. But I think it was Fisayo that said it was not good for uploading because it was really slow. So his MTN 5G was actually better. Right, um, you get to some places. I think I've been to places in Lagos where I'm getting up to over a hundred megabytes per second speed. And Starlink, I think Starlink in Nigeria right now, it won't give you more than two fifty. I think 
don't give you more than that. So, but some of the people I spoke to actually prefer it over the normal um, over network that we have now. Are people who live in like I know a guy, like you know, it's all this tech bro that just likes to stay in all these secluded places and like do their work. So he says it's good for him because where he is, the network isn't that good. So Starlink is like awesome for him. So this, uh, I think that it's a, it's probably going to be a key selling point for um, AST, right? ASP Space Mobile. That's the company um, Safaricom is working with to provide um, um, satellite internet. So it's going to be a huge selling point for them if I can aff- afford, if they can make it affordable enough um, that's because you can already use it with your mobile phone. Right. That eliminates the cost of getting a lot of things Starlink wants to give you. Starlink wants to give you the dish, they want to give you the router, all those things. So definitely cost is coming down. Right. Yeah. So okay, will this one not necessarily need all those um setups before you can I mean it's connect connecting directly to my mobile phone. Okay. So it's it may not need all the setup. Okay. Right. So well, I mean, Safaricom is also a telco. And they're like they're also yes. a tel- telco, so mm-hmm. they already have the experience of operating in Kenya. And I believe if they are going to be doing this, they have a plan already for getting as many users mm-hmm. as possible. So, uh, while cost would be an issue, it would. I mean. They probably have a plan, so it, we would see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm actually seeing that. Okay. From um, the article that Victoria wrote, mm. I think it, it should actually still have the router and the okay. dish and all okay. of that. But the use case I'm seeing, since I mean, it's already established who the um, who this product is beneficial to, right? So it may be a situation where um, maybe in the community, I, I don't know how many devices one of these things should be able to connect mm. but like maybe in those um communities mm-hmm. maybe like a school yeah. or um, a hospital or something like that they can collectively set up one of these devices that is able to connect the whole place as opposed to individual users just trying to set it up for True. their personal True. use so th- i think that's a use case that makes more sense yeah definitely and just you know f- on a final note beyond your know, um speed um, connectivity and things like that, i mean a lot of people have said Starlink, they don't even have like really a dedicated customer service, right? So I think competition is necessary for all those things to start falling into place. So, I mean, if they start seeing competition, maybe, you know. They improve it. Yeah. We'll see improve. how it goes. Yeah? Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. Yeah, so enough about Elon Musk, uh, Starlink, and internet. Let's move um, to the next thing we are on this podcast to talk about and um Tim Gazim will be doing us the honors of talking about what are you right so Tim Gazim will be talking to us about Uber and Boots um recording feature. So um we've had cases of you know people being harassed by the drivers or drivers being harassed by their riders and I think these these ride dealing companies have, you know, in a bid to like keep both drivers and riders safe, 
they've introduced what they call a recording feature and yeah, Tim Basim, how does it work? What 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 does it mean for me now? Well, so we don't we don't have all the details about how it works. Okay. But it just raises a lot of questions. So we'll get to that later. But mm. uh basically Bolt and Uber. Uber launched theirs, I think in the last one week. Um if you so if you, if you update your app right now, either your Bolt or Uber app, you would see an audio recording. Like there's there's something like what I call it an ad, but there's like prompt. a prompt or a notification mm. that okay, we've got audio recording now. Um, so you would see the same thing on both Uber and Bolt. And the idea behind it is, like you mentioned, to reduce safety or to reduce um, incidents where riders or drivers get hurt during trips. Mm. So for Bolt, we are told that it can only be turned on during trips. So after trips, you can't have the audio recording feature. Mm. But for Uber, it's not yet very clear whether it's going to be turned on only during trips or after trips or whether whether I can leave. You need it after a trip, will it be necessary? Yeah, so maybe for the driver, a driver can leave it on throughout his trip. But I mean, assuming that's that's a provision, but we are not yet very clear on whether that's the case. So you can always check on your Uber or Boat app for that. Mm. Yes, that's that's in So will this really solve like will it really protect people? people. Well like, that's a big question. Will it so the it's more of a preventive or prevent yeah, it's more of a preventive solution. So what you, what you're looking to do with this is um people have people complain and sometimes it's your word against the driver's word. Mm. And there's only so much you can do in that case when it's two people trading words. So now you have like evidence. So if I make a claim, mm. because we've seen cases where a driver a driver is accused of harassing a client and the driver comes out to say, no, I didn't harass you. You were the one who harassed me or you were the one who was being disrespectful and I responded. We've seen a lot of cases like that and had drivers share their experiences. And... In a case where it's your word against my word, it's it's just messy. Because okay. if I'm the one who is having to mediate, I'll just leave the two of you to fight because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for me to yeah, try to decipher who's telling me the truth, who's lying, who has more incentive to lie and all of that. So, so now we have a recording. That's now we have a, a feature that at the very least does that. But it also throws up a lot of other questions. So we've had cases where um safety issues were reported or users claim to have reported safety issues or, or concerns to Uber or Boots. But when that happened, nothing was done, right? Nothing, nothing at all was done. Some of them were directed to go to the police. In cases where it was either a robbery or a rape, we've had them being told to go to the police that mm. this is a matter that they cannot handle. So this means if you're going to be redirecting them to a third party to do the work of maybe getting some resolution then i don't know would people trust this although to be fair um it also means it could help the government sorry help the security agencies to do their work to because their, yeah it would no longer be your word versus my word you would have some evidence for that so that's one um one way it could solve the problem um there's also the possibility that the data, we don't know how the data would be used. So on Uber, it says that 
you you and the driver have the ability to record your trip. Okay. But you and Uber only accesses this recording if you ask, ask them, them to yeah. maybe review an incident. If you report an incident and say they can review it, that's the only time they can uh, what do you call it that that they can access this audio. But interestingly enough, whether you ask them to review or not, you cannot access the audio. Hmm. So, so I can't hear what was recorded. Exactly, you can't hear what was recorded. You can't. You basically don't know what happened. Assuming you forgot a lot mm. of the details mm. that took place. So, except you, you just can't. Like you, you don't have access to all of that. And I wonder what what the rationale behind that was. Well, I I haven't gotten a response from Bolt or Uber yet, mm-hmm. but I, I'm trying to think about what the rationale could be because uh, I I still can't find any. I mean, there could be there could be a couple of things. Um, so it's 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 tricky because it could go either way. Okay. Um, and I mean, I'm not speaking for them. I don't know how they're running, but I'm just I'm assuming. Imagine I'm able to get access to the audio um, after a trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have some like nefarious intention. I can actually go and manipulate the audio. It's the same thing I said. Same thing I said. But I think Ching was even pointed out that immediately after the recording, I think they already it's already uploaded. They already have their own like version of the version recording. Of yeah. So even if you're able to like download yours and then manipulate it, it doesn't really you know change anything. Right. Yeah, but I mean, whichever way. Um, I think any any safety measure, whether it's to prevent or it's just something to ensure um, you can get justice after an incident, yeah. is yeah. definitely welcome. Um, because yeah, it is. Yeah. My my only concern is, I mean, how much of an impact does it? Plus, definitely, it's a step up. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's a step. step. Up. So it's one thing for you to bring up a solution. It's another thing for that solution to actually do what it's what intended. To do because, for example, for you to do this, you have to do some education to let people know that okay, you've got this. Of course, there's a work that the media does in helping people know, mm. but in the heat of the moment, so of course, people are crazy these days. Um, you're you have an altercation, and first, your first instinct is to whip out your phone to make a video of that. People do that a lot, um, but we don't. We don't always see that. I don't know. So except the cases are cases that give you the presence of mind to maybe bring out your phone, press the record button. And really, if I know as a driver that you are because it's not an automatic record function, or it for at least for both both says it's not automatic. But if it's not an automatic record function, I can stop you from recording. Well, from what from what I understand is like the trip is about to start. Mm-hmm. I hear the prompt, like, do you want to record? Yeah, so it depends on the messaging you're looking okay. at. So both makes it look like um, you. In short, the two of them make it look like you only do this when you feel you're in danger. Because really, I don't want to be recording every trip that takes place. I don't want my conversations to always be, I don't know, recorded somewhere. Even though maybe when I make calls, it's that that happens already. Quick question: but, Is this feature like already live? Yeah. So I checked today. And I saw it on Uber. I haven't taken a trip since I mm. saw the 
the news, so I, I I haven't tested it out. Yeah, because I think so until we actually test it, we're just speculating on True. a lot of these things. Yeah. So it could be a situation where, even if it's mid, um, like you're already on the trip, you could actually still go and start. Someone, do you feel like going to the island today? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> test it out. I'll try, I'll try it out. Well, that's so I'm supposed you just to just go and come back. <laughs> Okay, so I yeah, guess I, think, I can. I think I can try it out. It out. And yeah. Let's see a review or something. Mm-hmm. I can try it out tomorrow. You can book it right uh, now. You just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I can try it out tomorrow. Uh, this is why I want to finish. Funny enough, I had a dream. I had a dream that on the podcast, mm-hmm. someone was on the podcast, booked a ride. Right. Right. <laughs> came why are you having Prophet. <laughs> why are you having such dreams? Are you doing I, I don't know. Was it close to like 5 a.m., 6 a.m.? I don't know. I don't know when you had the dream. I, I don't know when. Uh, it was in the night side. Somewhere <laughs> between 12 a.m. and... Yes, I still don't yes, get the dream, Jah. We were sleeping, yeah? Mm. And I dreamt that we were on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Someone on the podcast carried their phone. Book ride. Uh-uh. Ride cave. Not you seeing the future. Left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <I'm Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so... um your prayers. Interesting, interesting stuff. I hope it's really... um helps people because you know we've had some really really grim cases right um so the next thing we're talking about now has to do with pasta right you're probably wondering ah, what, what are we talking about pasta inside tech podcast well there's no pasta per se we're talking about macaroni mr macaroni having issues with um sorry can you alcohol. can you like draw a link between pasta and his name is Macaroni. Macaroni, macaroni is pasta, pasta now. You did not get the joke. Come on, come on, come on. I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's a reflection. It's not only spaghetti that is pasta. You start getting no. this thing, so you don't mistakenly <laughs> drag people on Twitter. Drag them for what? No, it's a reflection of people's sense of humor, man. Because I could not it's get it. It's your sense of humor that is broken. No, you are the only person that did not get it. Thank God, it's not only me. That Pasta. That's how I'll be thinking to myself. Like, is something wrong with you? Something is wrong with you. You don't need. Please write on. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mr. Macaroni is having issues with um, Nigeria's advertising agency, Akon, and they've sanctioned one of his videos. The videos. The video was an ad about um, the general bitters, a particular product, right? And they are saying he did not get... Am, am I getting this right? I think you have more info on Daniels. Okay, so I'm still trying to get the specific ad that they're referring to because mm. we've seen a lot of um, the general bitters ads that Mr. Marconi was featured in. Okay, it's he has still not taken it down. It's actually on his socials. I sent you the link. Yeah, yeah. I saw the he link. I know, I know. So I saw it and I'm just curious because um that's not the only the general beaters ad we've seen. Mm. But he has an ad on Instagram that Arcon that's the advertising regulatory council, I believe, of Nigeria says that first it wasn't it didn't receive any approval before it was published. And um, it wasn't vetted. So if you if you recall, a few months back, Akon came out with these regulations or guidelines that were supposed to um, guide the way content creators, marketers, basically anyone who, who puts out marketing or advertising content on the internet um, works. So one of the things is that your ad has to be vetted mm. before it goes live. Okay. 
And uh, Macaroni looks like one of the first casualties of this. He has been directed to take down the ad, which is still on his platform. And that's interesting. I've reached out to his team. Hopefully I get the response, but he's been directed to take down that ad. And Akon says it was of a sexual nature, which is true. Um, they were sexual, it's in windows now, that were used in the well. ad. So that could be one of the reasons why they flagged it. And why this is interesting to me is that we've had a lot of people put up ads. I've, I've personally seen a lot of ads from influencers in the last one month. So what was it about this ad that made them ask mm. that it be, it be taken down? So one reason could be the sexual nature of the ad, um, but it could also be the kind of product that was being um, advertised. So the general bitters is, is supposed to, well, the idea the ad gives off is that this is like a sexual performance enhancer. And it's even though it's sexual performance enhancer, it also has to do with your health. So sure. it could be that Akon wants ads like this to be vetted. But if you remember... Sorry, but I just want to chip in that. That's not the only bit that has been advertised online. Yes. Um, advertises or dogo beaters almost every day on Instagram and her ads have not been flagged. Well, um, yes, there's that. Um, like I said, a lot of people have run ads on social media in the last two to three months since Akon came out with their guidelines and we've not gotten a public notice as well. So we do not know whether they are getting notices in the background or something, but this is the only one we are seeing that was on social media. Mm. So it's not yet clear what has happened because they they issued the response towards the end of last week and so far we haven't gotten... The ad hasn't been taken down. We haven't seen any rejoinder. I mean, to be fair, when I checked the... I, I checked Akon's Twitter, the page is bare. They just have posts, a lot of... There's a lot of gap. So it doesn't look like something they use a lot. They don't <laughs> necessarily have a website. I, I, I don't know how they're operating shop, but they don't really have a website. That's so. Uh, it's, it could be the reason why we haven't been seeing probably. a lot of this, but... They probably need funding. Yeah, someone was also saying that so, this could be... So, part of the reason is because... So, recently, Akon... They just recently became Akon. Mm. They were Apcon. And there's a lot of history behind the reason... Behind them being sort of dormant. So, the Nigerian advertising space is has not really had a lot of regulations mm -hmm. in terms of the body that's supposed to regulate doesn't have that much power to actually regulate some of these advertisements that are being um, put on on the internet and all of that. They had well, people that were actually members of their body. Mm. So if you were part of Apcon, that was their former name, they could actually regulate you and all of that. So you had to have a license, you have to be approved by the body and all of that. I mean, but <sighs> now, with the whole... Um, online and all of that. I think they even had at some point someone sued them. I can't remember the name of the case. Someone sued them and they were told that once you're not a member of Apcon, you can't do it. They can't do anything against you. So that's, that's what everybody was holding on to until recently they have been in law and now they have. I, so that's the thing. We don't even know if they actually have that power because we've not seen the law because they refuse to put the law online. But that's still for another day. But there's, there's a lot this of facts. They throw around, 
Yes. Like literally in one act. Yes, they throw it around, but we've never actually seen it. There's probably a physical copy if you go to a court or something, but... Hmm. So, Samuel, you had the um, social media. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What 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 does this does it does it really make sense to like vet start vetting the people's like start vetting ads? Does it make sense? Is it possible? Like, how many ads even go out? Like, how many videos all these kids that our ads go out like? On a daily basis, how many does happen that their website is not even completed? <laughs> want to vet? Do you get my my initial reaction? I mean, this whole stuff started. It was not like December of 2022. Mm-hmm. That was when yeah. we started hearing mm-hmm. a lot of things about. Initially, I, I just never even took it seriously because it's like okay, one of these people trying to, uh, one of these bodies trying to seek relevance mm-hmm. again and stuff. Um, then over time, the whole. Uh, renaming themselves and then they now have an act that is backing up their actions and everything. I think initially was okay at the point at the point the questions I just had was like how practical is this? Exactly. How practical it is this? How many um um ads or skits do you want to keep track of? Do you even have like the or let's assume maybe they are tech enabled and they have a system that it's flagging is based on maybe some keywords or some things being displayed, which I really doubt if they do. Mm. But like, how do you actually want to keep track of this to be able to like enforce this at scale? Um, or is it a matter of you just want to fish out some scapegoats every now and then? What is the what is the um, motivation behind it? Is it because you just want to make some extra money and all of that? That's on one hand, right? But when you actually look at it um, on the other hand, kind of see why something like this may be necessary Especially. because quite frankly a lot of the content that gets um that you see online like, gives you asking <laughs> asking questions. Yeah. So let's even talk about the um maybe on the small creator that nobody knows or just mm-hmm. individuals doing stuff on their personal pages. But like there's some people, there are some organizations that um uh, like in this case now the general beaters, right, mm-hmm. is a registered organization and then they're trying to do an advert. And if they were going to do that advert on a billboard, right, they likely would have had to pay, um, to have True. gone through the vetting and pay some fees and all of that. Um, but doing it on social media, maybe they kind of got to bypass that. Mm-hmm. And then the content, like they are putting out and everything, I mean, a lot of these things are subjective, so some people they're like, there's no big deal mm. about it. But I guess these bodies are the ones that get to determine, like, okay, since this is something going to the mass audience, how do we make sure that it is safe enough for everybody, regardless of maybe age yeah. and all of that? So in a way, you can see why okay, it may be necessary to keep an eye on some of these things, especially for the people who actually have this influence, yeah, who have yeah. a large um this thing following. following, reach and all of that. But at the same time, you're also looking at it and like how practical is it and and so on, yeah. So I, but sorry, I remember, also yeah. to chip in, mm-hmm. is now on that question is is this a matter of um ads now? They just want to keep track of advertising content, like um advertisements and stuff, or generally, even content, if I'm doing this kit organically. Well, they are the advertising council, so I'm guessing their their focus is on any content at all that advertises a product. Okay. 
So that's it. But to what you are saying, um, so it's interesting. Yesterday, I think I saw I saw one story. I think the UK wants to they step making moves to regulate content marketing. Interesting. So you know, content marketing is supposed to fly under the radar. You're not supposed to know it's content marketing, but now they want to regulate it. So, uh, I mean, we're always bashing Nigerian agencies, yeah, but really, why? What could be the reason behind this? But more look more to our own, our own um, situation now. I think it makes sense. To, I think last time we had this conversation was when Akon we were hearing that okay, this was what they wanted to do. We've not heard a lot since then, but. Uh, yes, I think it's necessary to regulate ads that go on social media platforms. I think it's necessary. Mainly because those ads are done to influence buying decisions. And you don't want people getting influenced to buy things that hurt them. Whether it's financially or health. You don't want people getting yeah. that, uh, if, even being misled. Mm. So, it's, that's important. But mm, sorry, sorry. Search cut you short. So I, I just quickly went on one of these influencers' page to like look at one of their ads. And so it's interesting because these these um policies and regulations are even stricter in some countries. Some countries, some um I think in most European countries they're actually very strict. Um for some of these countries, as a content creator, no matter how big or small you are, you should not post an ad that is an advert, like post a content that is an advert that is um, with the purpose of influencing by a decision without labeling it clearly. Yeah, it's called full disclosure. That, yeah, that it is an ad. So I'm just saying this and this is so clearly an ad. I mean, I can spot that it's an ad, but there was no hashtag ad or ad or even Instagram even makes a provision for you to tag your video as paid partnership yeah. or paid content and there's nothing like that. So yeah. a gullible... Um, um, or an unassuming person, rather, may not know that this has been paid for. Yeah, and there, there was a situation like that in the US where um, I think it was Kim Kardashian that was, she yeah. was talking about one one cryptocurrency like that mm -hmm. for people to invest in and then they invested and then they lost money and they looked at the ad and they were like, okay, you didn't tell people that... It was an advert yeah. that, that you got paid for it. I think some countries even say you must tell us how much were you paid. So if I know how much you were paid, I know how much you are willing to <laughs> sell me nonsense because yeah. they paid you good money. I imagine right. in... And she was paid a million dollars for the... Right. Imagine with um, things like um, health-related stuff or this... Mean, that's, um, that, everybody that, that's selling one serious. organic tea or the other... Even finance. Slimming slim tea. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have been so it's it's been a thing on TikTok lately um with this I don't know if I should mention the name of the brand um there have been don't a worry. lot of we're even going too far it. like um for instance now she's the brand ambassador for One Health King they are selling waist trainers slimming tea dieting programs like the whole shebang and what she's telling people is that this is the program she follows mm. to keep her physique and somebody that we know works out hmm. she does not necessarily need these products but she's telling her following that to us. this is what she does hmm. and you should do it too for over 
So these things need regulation. And and I think the full disclosure thing is what can actually work. Yeah, because yeah. if you want to start vetting, how many people exactly. do you want to vet? You know what, so what's even interesting is I was trying to do a literature to see if I can said, okay, these are the these are the steps you need to take. And I came across a, a, an article which I've still been unable to verify everything I saw in the article. But mm-hmm. first of all, the council that's supposed to vet these ads, I think they are supposed to sit just twice a month. Yeah. So if they sit twice a month, that means marketing but marketing departments have to... You can't just wake up today and, and, and call Mr. Macaroni up and say, Alpha, let's shoot an ad next week, Monday. Because you don't know if it's going to take another two weeks yeah. mm. before they sit to do I mean, because now it, it won't make any sense for me to go pay you, I don't know, maybe a millionaire for an ad. And then when I've, when I've paid you, I now get to hear that the ad has been banned or something or that mm. it wasn't right. approved. Mm. So it sits twice a month. You have to get approval and a license for you to run an ad. Like the whole list of requirements. Of course, you have to pay for all of this, but the whole list of requirements that you have to meet if you're going to have any ad. And I'm just wondering what it means for content creators. Yeah, and their One, finances. No, I don't think it would affect their finances. The money I saw there is something. I mean, here they are charging 800k, 1 million, 500k, 400k. But we did not ads. reduce what they are capable of doing. I mean, if they have to wait... So that may be a cost that the advertiser will be... You'll be, a, yes. No, I'm even say. saying if advertisers know that if I come to Mr. Macaroni today, mm. I know that my ad Take is not going while. out mm. within the next two weeks. Mm. Right? In Instead of a situation where if I go to Mr. Macaroni today, I get my ad in the next three days. Mm. Right? Will you not... That means Mr. Mr. Macaroni cannot do. If Mr. Macaroni was doing twenty yards in a month, he'll probably have to cut it down. Mm. So, mm. so you know, reduce Mr. What Mr. Macaroni would have made monthly. There's well, there's a possibility that that happens, but we could also have a situation where the marketing departments who contact them for these jobs now have to they have to work in advance. So you want an ad to go out in June, in August, and you start, from, start from June. <laughs> start making your plans <laughs> from June. It's not, it's not always very practical, but I think um, mm-hmm. a lot of work has to be done on both ends, from both parties, Definitely. right? So on the end of um, Arcon, um, there needs to be like clarity on how exactly they operate, what exactly they want, how they want people to... And they also have to structure whatever they are doing to fit realities, like these sure. things you've brought up. And then on the end of the advertisers and also the content creators, there needs to be some level of responsibility and yes. transparency, yes. right? I think that's just that's just the solution to a lot it of these things. It's to me now that yeah. um, while we have a point with the need to put that paid partnership we do not exactly prosecute cases quickly in Nigeria. So even if there's a clear disclaimer, if I want to sue someone, it's going to take months for me to get any resolution. So it just makes sense for you to stop I mean, or abs- nip it in the board. I think, I mean, like um, Samuel said, responsibility from the person doing the ads and Akon 
finding a better system to do these things. I just remembered um, that CC is <laughs> when when uh, when Gracious mentioned. Um, Okay. I just yeah, I just remember the skit he posted where you know he was like kind of making fun of those people that do those videos. They tell you about you know, the weight trainers and everything. <laughs> and he said, you know, you have to prepare for, if you want to do this thing, you have to first prepare your tissue <laughs> because you will cry. <laughs> it's really, it's really, um, it's really scary because with like some of this kinky, you see a lot of people coming out yeah. and they are literally showing you how. Their skin got damaged over time ever since using that product. And these are products that some content creators have advertised mm. as, oh, this is what made me... Just bath. Bath. Bath and rub cream. Yeah, trying, yeah, trying to do skincare. You. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I think um, we've... It has been an interesting um, conversation so far, but um, there are some... Some other things that you know we cannot talk about at length because Anome is already waving a already waving a flag that we should do and uh, come and be going. But it's all right, we're already going. So in other news, in other news, Uganda imposes five percent tax on foreign companies, including Netflix, Meta, Google, and Uber. Right. Um, Ethiopia has also ended their five-month social media ban. Wow, that was that that's long. And yeah, uh, Jumia staff in Kenya was able to steal $150,000, thankfully. Say <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we shall thank God that they found the person and the money. So thank you so much if you've, you know, listened or watched what? us all the way to this point. Um, you're real, you're real, you're an OG, you're an OG. Thank you so much for that. And I hope I did, you know, a pretty good job, um, you know, with Emmanuel's, you know, hosting this podcast. Thank you, Gracious. I hope I did a pretty good job hosting this podcast. And if Emmanuel asks you, say I did well, even if you think I did not, put in the comment section that I did fantastic. Right? Yes, yes. Please. <laughs> all right. So, um... That's all we have for you. Um, thank you so much to all our subscribers, to our listeners, to people that make comments. Um, we see you, we hear you. For those that also do on social media, really appreciate it. Um, remember to like, comment, um, share, share with your friends, your families, your enemies, everybody, right? Um, let them very see. Important. Yes. Very, very important. So forgive um, them with our podcast. If you just like to listen and you don't really have time to watch, um, you can always find us on all your podcast platforms. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Hyatt Radio, or any other podcast podcast platform, you know. Um, so um, thank you to my guests for you know making this job easy for me. Yeah. You're welcome. No thanks to Jim Oh. Especially thanks to me. Last minute. All right. Uh, so we have come to the end of the podcast. Have a lovely, lovely rest of your day. Depending and I, on when you're watching this. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Bye.